Who the bloody hell's that? Should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Hello and welcome to chapter 69 of the Corona Diaries. Pornographers. We've got an excuse. We've There's got a full-on porn excuse. There's no excuse ever for no. that, Anthony. No, that filth. Private browsing. <laughs> Private browsing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here on, on, on a Monday night, aren't we? We are. What on earth? Yes. I've, I have, yes. This yes. Is, yeah, you, pe- the people don't know this, do they? No, no. You're going on holiday, aren't you? I am, I am. Well, I'm... Well, so, I'm, I'm we're we're podcasting on an industrial scale. We are, we are. The crazy thing is, I'm going on holiday, but actually, when people hear this, I'll be back. <laughs> well, how depressing. <laughs> Will you say it when you come back through the door? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In, wherever you live. You don't live in Heckman, do you? No, I don't. I don't, no. no. I, I confuse it with where you live. Yes. Where do you live? I live in Homley, H-O-N-L-E-Y, just near Home Firth. Home Firth. Yes. I get Home Firth and Heckman, do I, confused. You wouldn't do if you lived in them both. No. Why, is one really nice and one's really horrible? I'm not going to pass comment. No, you mustn't. Not not for public service broadcasting. Hex, hex all right, hex all right. Is it? Yeah, it's all right. So it's all right. Heck. Yeah, yeah. Heck. Everybody says heck. They call what, for it... home first? No, for Heckman. Oh, Heckman Dwight. Yeah, yeah, of course. That yeah. figures. That figures. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they might say heck in home first, but I don't know what for. But anyway, yeah, we're doing Monday night because we're, in, we're flipping it, don't we? <laughs> flipping your part of the world. <laughs> it used to be your part of the world as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no Puritan like a reformed alcoholic. No, indeed. Do you know I'm what? I'm a reformed northerner. What's it? Your, you've moved your camera since because uh, this is our third crack at podcasting today. Well, not crack. We've Have done I really moved well. it? Hang on. Do you, you want me wang on it? Well, wang on it? well, all all that's happened was I'd, I'd lost the top of your head, and it was like it was like your attempt at a selfie, but the rest of your face. How's that for you? Now that's hair. That's proper hair. Do you know your selfie style's got a Facebook group? What the hell are you talking about now? You know when you take a, a selfie with just the top part of your head and whatever in the background? <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, well, that's got its own kind of Facebook group now, I think. Oh, Lord. I think there's a load of people go around and take selfies with just that top bit of the head, pair of shades. Yeah, it's and, the way to go. And the Taj Mahal in the background. Ooh. or You can't take a bad photograph of yourself, <laughs> no. I find. Or, it hey, takes we... all the pain out of it. Heckman White Liberal Club or whatever in the background. Um, you should. On the top of your bombs. <laughs> it's the future. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we've got this down. Chapter 69, our, our notes were Monday night rubbish. 
Is that it? That's what we got down. Because when we scheduled to record tonight, mm. we said we'll get on the we'll get on the source, and we'll just switch yeah. it on on a Monday night and see what happens. Yeah. Well, we've prepared. We in have. That sense. You've got a gin. I've got a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all working. All working. Now, the one thing I do need to remember to say before it, it descends is because we've done mass recording to get so you didn't miss a week, folks, so everybody got a podcast on the normal point in time, the one thing that is going to be delayed possibly by a day will be the odds and sodcast for the purples. So the purples who would normally get an odds and sodcast on Monday, I believe Monday the 23rd, it may well now be Tuesday because we're not going to be recording that until the 23rd. So uh, that's the bit of forgiveness we're seeking, that that might be a day or so out. Um, but the rest of it should all be on schedule. Well, it should be on schedule. It could all go very wrong, couldn't it? It could. It could. I, I might take these headphones off because I've just found... Oh, you're in ears. Yeah, these were given to me by a very good friend. Oh, OK. From... Uh, these are my... What are they called? Sure... Five three five. Five three five. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've got. I think, I think he gave them to me. Did you give me these? I gave you a pair of them and a pair of four two fives. Oh, you did. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. What a bloody nice bloke. Hang on a sec. <coughs> I'm just putting them. My ears are full of hair. Right. And I don't mean. Have you not got a, a, a little trimmer? <laughs> I don't mean someone else's. <laughs> Hang on a bit. Why would you have somebody else's hair in your ears? Don't, I can't hear you. Oh, can you not? You're not in yet. <laughs> oh, I could say anything, folks. Jin's kicking in now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's right. a different year. in. I don't know if they're the right way around, to be honest. But I have screwed them. I've got a feeling they're wrong. But they'll be fine. Oh, they'll be fine. Let's plug them in. Oh, it's a whole different you. Hello. Can you hear those? Oh, I can hear those oh, now. Look at yeah. that. Now, now I can have a sort of more sensible haircut as yeah. well. Yeah. You need to do that get before you put your cans on because you've got headphone head. <laughs> I, can't get I can't get these off now. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, t- oh, the two wires. Uh-huh. I wish we'd recorded this. This in itself would have been worth the cost of entry. <laughs> Buggery bollocks. It can't be done. Be done. I've got to leave them on. Uh, fine. Oh, you look very <clears> hip. <throat> yes. You look very hip. Anyway, we've asked forgiveness yeah, for the odds and sods, right. so that's going to be a day or so late. Other than that, you're getting your normal things at the normal point in time, but we're way ahead of the curve here. We're weeks ahead of you to get this all organised. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't even see the curve. You can't, yeah, you no, no. It can't even there. see it. Can't even see it. Anyway, <clears throat> what we thought we'd do tonight, and H doesn't know this yet, We've recorded a, a um, Q&A today. So of the two bits of extra content that the patrons get, one of them is, is a, a, a question and answer session with uh, questions that are given to us by people on the um, stevehogarth.com website. So we did a Q&A this morning. And what we're going to do is, just to give you a bit of a flavour of what they're like, I think we might have done this once in the past, but we're going to do it again. There was loads of questions, loads of questions this time. So um, I took a note of a few more, and I thought we'd do a few more this evening to give those people who don't normally get the Q&As a bit of a a flavour of what we do in a Q&A session. 
So I've got another half dozen have questions. Egalitarian of the end. You know, and we'll uh, we'll have yeah. a crack through. Um, so now Mr H has is, is, is got rid of his, his cans as well and he's now properly centred and ready to go. <coughs> I feel free, man. You feel free. I'm going to kick in. So the first question's come from uh, Jacob Dale, who's in Lincoln. Um, several years back, our then Prime Minister, Theresa May, said the naughtiest thing she had ever done was run <laughs> through a field of wheat. What's the naughtiest thing that you've ever done? Good question, Jacob. <laughs> I can't possibly answer that. Oh God, the nor the naughtiest thing. Do you want a second? I've, I've got done. another question you can answer while you think, and we can come back well, to that while I work my way down the list. Right, okay. Yeah. Let's go to Amber Harrison. Hi, Melton. <clears throat> um, H. Hi, what's Milton. your natural hair colour, and why do you dye your hair? Do you do it for your own enjoyment or because of societal pressure? Right. That's a very easy question to answer. Uh, my hair was originally a sort of mid-brown. Right. And then in, in the 80s, I got bored with it and I just started dyeing it various colours. And then uh, I used to have it sort of lion-coloured, um, sort of... A bit peroxided, but into like gold. I had that for a period of time, and then at one point I had it. Uh, then I went black, and then I went black with blue at the roots. I think I've mentioned this before. Mm. There was sort of indigo at the roots, turning black further out, um, and that was a really far out look uh, until. Until until about day four, when the crazy colour had started to fade, and then it looked like a blue rinse, which wasn't nearly so hip. Um, and then I just dyed it. I dyed it black black for a long time, and then that started to look a bit severe on me as I as I aged. And then I went grey underneath it, you know, by degrees. So. I've been dying it since long before I went grey, but uh, it went, it slowly went, it got greyer and greyer at the roots, you know, as the roots were coming through. I, I started to notice there was grey coming through. And then, of course, my beard went grey. And then, of course, the hairs in my nose went white. Nobody told me about that. So I have to pull them out with tweezers and it doesn't half make your eyes water. Um uh, and then, of course, the, my hair down below started turning interesting colours, um, <clears throat> which I don't think was the question, was it? But I've just thrown that in because I've been drinking. Um, so I've been I've been dyeing my hair for yonks and yonks since the eighties. And what was the rest of the question? Um, well, I think you've answered it. Do you do it for your own oh, enjoyment? Oh, why do I continue to do it? Societal pressure. This is the honest truth. I continue to dye my hair for my son, Emil, who cannot deal with his father being grey. And I've, I've said, look, I'm just going to grow it out now. And during the pandemic, I thought, well, I'll just have it cut really short and I'll grow it out and I'll just have white hair because it probably is white now underneath. I probably look like Doc, Einstein. Doc Brown. Einstein, actually. Um, Back to the what? Future, Doc Brown from Back to the yeah. Future. Yeah, that that kind of mad scientist yeah. sort of thing I'd probably have going on. 
But Vibes will not have it upon pain of death. And uh, I was I was going to let it grow out, and he got properly upset about right. it. Uh, and so it's not societal pressure; it's the it's it's uh, whatever you'd call it pressure of of my my youngest child will not wear it. Right. So it's it, all this bloody dying and faffing and root dying, doing my roots and all that is all for him. Mm. And it's a lot of work because my hair grows like a triffid. So. As fast as I die, I mean, literally four days later. It's starting to come through. It's really coming through, yeah. Mm. So uh, I'm a very... The the parts of me that I would like to have grown quickly never did. Uh, But the parts of me that I was rather hoping wouldn't not only did but continued to. Have you not got one of your a little trimmer for your ears <laughs> and your nose hair? Oh no, because then because then they go like bloody fuse wire. They go like tarred. Ro- My dad used to call them tarred ropes. Airs up his nose like tarred ropes. I'd be like tarred ropes. If I pl- if if I did the old that just makes them thick and wiry. Oh, okay, I've not found I'd that. I pull them out with tweezers, but. Christ, oh. it makes your eyes water. Oh, when we had this conversation, don't do it. Is it going down the motorway? The men from the boys. <laughs> Separates the, the vain men have, from the boys. Have we not had this conversation? Because occasionally you have you. Maybe it's just me that does this. That you can you, you spot a stray one when you're looking in mm. the in the mirror in the mm. car, and you might go, "Oh, bloody hell, there's a nose out there," and it's a bad mm. idea to do it on the fast lane of the M1. Because it yeah, makes your eyes water. No, you kill yourself. Yeah. And everybody, and everybody with around you. you. Cause of death. Yeah. Nose hair. It's, it's, not, it's not a good enough reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it does smart a bit, to be fair. <laughs> it, what, crashing on the M1? Well, that, that as well. I've heard it said. <laughs> right. Uh, Jacob's question about your naughtiest things still in the background, so let us know when you want to come back uh, to that. Well... You know, how naughty do you want on a scale of... What, with, that, know, with our audience? Are you really asking that question? Slightly out of order to, you know, moving up <laughs> moving up into illegal. <laughs> I think illegals. Oh, I, I can't. I can't say any... I can't even say the top five naughtiest things I've done. Um, I'll let you know when you've lost the room. <laughs> Naughtiest things I've done. Well, tell you what, hold it there. I'll come. I'll give you another question. We'll come back to it. I'll, I'll come. I'll come back. We'll get something out before the end. Put of the it this way: running in a wheat field wouldn't have made it onto the meters. No, there'd have been no twitching off the end stop. <laughs> Your naughty <laughs> scale. Um, <laughs> David A. Litterick, a great name. Um, I've done some stupid things that people might also consider naughty. But anyway, carry anyway, on. David A. Littrick. Yes. Uh, from a place that I'm struggling to pronounce, East. I can obviously do East. Uh, yeah. Setuket, I think. S-E-T-A-U-K-E-T. But it's probably not that, and it's probably got a, 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 a totally different... Setuket. It sounds American, it, it, it? Yes, it does Sadarkid. sound a little bit American, doesn't it? Like it's got a, a slight, um, you know, maybe, um, I don't know. Well, anyway, I think it's probably American. So, anyway, up until 13 years ago, you used to bang out albums every other year. Now it's four or five years in between albums. 
Uh, what, it is, what is it that you guys do with your time? <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Um, do you still see each other as often as when you were uh, working full-time in the old days? In the very old days, when I joined the band, we were for a period of time like a proper gang, you know, and we would, all, we would hang out together a lot. And we wouldn't just hang out together when we, when we were working, which was nearly most of the time anyway. But when we weren't, we would socialise. Mm. And then I think, what happened? I was going to say we all got families, but we all had families anyway, I think. Maybe we did all get families that got a bit older. We got kids and um, slowly settled into that family thing and, and didn't really didn't really derive the same pleasure from getting together and looning about and getting sloshed and uh, that perhaps we did once. Um, so now it's... Very unusual for us to see one another socially. Um, we see each other when we're working and then we scatter to our respective oeuvres. And you know, my, my mates are no longer the band. Mm. I mean, obviously, we're still very close and we know one another's foibles and secrets and, you, you know, and we know one another pretty intimately. Um, and we are very, you know, we're more like brothers now. Mm. Brothers that would rather really not see see each other very often. <laughs> we we uh, I've got my own mates now. I don't have a lot of friends actually. Um, I don't really have very many, uh, but that's probably because I. I don't know if I need very many because I've I've got so many. I'm conscious of there being so many people out there in the world who who love me. So I I don't need that. I don't need uh, what do you call it? Ver, not validation. Um, I don't need that thing that a lot of people need because I've got it in spade loads. So I'm quite happy on my own a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and I, I'm really grateful for all the love that I've, you know, comes my way. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't take it for granted. I'm really grateful for it. But it doesn't mean I need to go and search for a great deal of uh, friendship, you know. Um, there's, there's one or two people in the village who, who, who I like goofing around with. Uh, there's the there's the two gay guys, Nick and James, over the road, uh, and uh, we often get sloshed together. Um, and there's there's a couple of farmers. <laughs> Always a couple of farmers. It's all you need: a couple of gay guys, a couple of farmers. You're done. <laughs> and there's Miles, my business partner. <laughs> your business partner, Miles. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Miles Brook. He's a very nice man. Oh, Miles is fab. Um. But you know, we 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 don't we I don't see Miles that often because he's got a family and he's busy. But I see that I see uh, I see see Nick and James quite often because being gay, they don't have kids. Yeah. So they're always in a kind of social mode. They're always up for a gin and tonic and 
socialising and the entire village socialises with Nick and James and they're always in everybody else's houses. They're a top, top, <laughs> top pair of blokes. Very funny. Um, what was the question? Oh, the boys. So, um, yeah, I don't... What was the, what was the question? Well, I think, it was about I think the there, band, was a, no? there was a kind of an intimation that, that you don't work as hard as you used to. Oh, yes. Well, is that true? It probably is true in a way that we don't work as hard as we used to. Um, again, we couldn't... Maybe we could, but I I wouldn't even want to go to Stanbridge Farm and live with live with the other four of them for six bloody months mm. to write an album, which is how we wrote Holidays in Eden. You know, to go two hour a two hour drive from where you live and just live Monday to Friday together, jamming and trying to make a record. Um, I'd go out of my gourd. I don't, I don't think you'd get any of them to do it. No. Mark certainly wouldn't do it. You know, he's lucky if you get him to do anything at all these days. Uh, Rothers is a bit like that, you know. Whatever the opposite word of to workaholic is. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need to, do you? That's the, I mean, the, the advantage of the setup you've got is you don't actually need to. Yeah, since we since we adopted the racket club and, and set the racket club up, um, it just sort of naturally settled down into another way of working yeah. and being. Because it's ours, it doesn't feel as expensive as if we hire it as one that we're we've hired. A lot of people hire studios, and then it feels really expensive. Um, of course, we don't hire the racket club. We 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 sort of own it. That means it's still expensive. It's just that we have we don't notice. Only Ian notices because he pays the bills. <laughs> Ian occasionally goes, "Do you realise <laughs> we're paying <laughs> blah 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 grand a week?" And we go, "Shit, that's a lot of money." <laughs> anyway, um, I'll see you tomorrow. Anyway, I've really got to go. Yeah, exactly. The uh, waitrose is open. The, the nanny's window cleaner <laughs> comes on a Wednesday afternoon, so uh, I I have to look after the kids. Yeah. So it's a bit like that. Um, so we don't work as hard, but I don't know if we could. You know, if you put if I guess if you put the five of us in a room and what you're not coming out of there till you've made a record. We would make one much quicker. Hmm. But I don't... It wouldn't be what... It wouldn't be... It's hard to say it wouldn't be as good. It wouldn't be as good. <laughs> but there might be people on earth who'd say it was the best thing we'd ever done. <laughs> so you just don't know, you know, because art... Everyone has a view on art. And... Um, the artist's favourite art is is is, is 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 not always his audience's favourite art. I'm sure Picasso's favourite painting wasn't, you know, the painting that everybody says is Picasso's greatest work. Mm. And you know, Van Gogh probably didn't like his sunflowers much. You know, everybody thinks they're great. Um, be interesting. 
to know, but it's a bit late to ask. Well, I, the other way you could look at it is that if you take take the albums that that Dave was involved in, so take Anarachnophobia, take Marbles, take Brave, take AOS. AOS is the odd one there in terms of that came together really quite quickly. Um, the rest mm. of them were, were more protracted in terms of, of how they came together. And I would almost argue that Brave, although you were all living together, you mentioned a lot of the time that you'd go in and Dave wouldn't want you. So you might do an hour one day and not anything the next day and then an hour, a couple of hours a day after, which is a bit similar to the way you work now. And arachnophobia and marbles probably were the ones where you then formalised that kind of work routine because you got the racket. It was it was probably more like the way you're still working to this day. So the only one that sticks out really is AOS. You could argue actually for a lot of people the best work has always come from kind of the way that that you work at the moment and fear being a perfect example of it. Yeah, I I don't remember Afraid of the Sunlight being any faster put together i really don't than than any of the others i think the one that struck me is i think this strange engine was one of the fastest mm. ones to come together i think that came together pretty quickly um but i don't think aos did it wasn't i don't think it was you see sometimes you get an album finished in i don't know what September or October that the label won't put, put out, out until the following February, which suddenly, Jesus, they've been working on this a long time. And, you know, and we haven't. Whereas with AOS, we were under a lot of pressure not to spend ages and take loads of time. But we started at the beginning of 96, and I think it was out by the summer. So it, it did only take four or five months. I don't remember rushing. No, it. but Brave. I mean, but, I know we said this album was knocked out, yeah. but that was just a, a joke. joke. Yeah, but Brave yeah, took longer just... than that. Brave, Brave. There was as much. There was as you know, and 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 the album. Brave took yonks. You know, I don't know why. from an, anorachnophobia onwards, the gaps have increased, haven't they? Yeah, we've we've been, you know, this process of jamming has sort of become longer and longer, and then. Everyone has to have a vote on what they want to work on. And that wasn't always the case. Someone someone else, you know, producer or whatever, would, would steam in and go, this is really strong and this is really strong. We could make, you know, Chris Neal, we could make a hit record mm. out of this. He'd just go, bam, cover my eyes. This can be a hit record. Now, these days, that that little riff thing that led to cover my eyes would have sat on his sat on a shelf for bloody years and years, you know, and it might have got crowbarred into a song as a section for something. But I think it, it rather depends on who's producing the record, what their ethos is, what they're really after. Um, but I think what we have all realised is that we're not really a pop band. We're not, we're not going to have a a hit record we're too old we're not going to be on top of the pops with some kind of big hit and i think we've given up on that ambition and we've settled down into thinking well we create we're, we're gonna we're, you know we're a rock band but we make art we make art and it takes 
it takes a long time to make art. And we're not really bo- – we don't expect to be played on the radio anymore. Mm. We, we've given up any notion of an ambition to be played on the radio. I mean, it would be great if someone did, but we, we know it won't happen. And so in a way that's quite freeing because you don't, you don't have to – you're not driven by it. It's not a whip that anybody's whipping you yeah. with. And so you can just concentrate on making a statement, you know, on, 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 on what turns you on. And that can be as long as you like. You know, three minutes don't come into it. Yeah. And so if it takes us three minutes to get to verse one, we kind of don't. That's not a problem for us anymore. Well, it'd be the kiss of death for ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent of all other artists. But for us, it ain't a problem. We don't mind. And I think that means it all takes longer because we've we we you know we're we're creating very we're working on large canvases these days, not not four inches by four inches. Mm. David, thanks for the question. I'm not convinced that's necessarily the answer, but I think it's a great insight. I think it is the answer, actually. But but oh, I think right, I think good. I think told in a in a kind of a not linear sense, if that makes sense. But I do think it's the heart <laughs> of the answer. Also, interestingly, you mentioned um, whipping things along. Does that feature into any of your answers for Jacob? We've still obviously got naughtiest things to do at some point. I've never, re- I've never done that. I've never done any of that S and M stuff. Right. I've never handcuffed anybody to a bed. Right. Uh, and I've never whipped whipped anybody's bare ass. Right. Um, n- n- no. So that actually no. puts you at odds with most of the cabinet. So um, <laughs> it probably, probably does. does. And and half of rock and roll. <laughs> yes. Well, um, Justin Beanie. Uh, from the the now named Independent Republic of Chapel Nab, <laughs> uh, and you kind of need the, to be a purple to understand that the IRCK <laughs> is it Nap with a K? It's Nap with a K, yeah. The IRCK. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds serious. It does. That sounds like someone who turn up with a handheld rocket launcher. <laughs> I think he's got a look of Che Guevara about him. Um, Anyway, Justin. um, Hi, Steve. I was wondering, are you you any good at home improvements? If so, are there any DIY projects that you've been particularly proud of? And have you attempted any projects that have turned into a bit of a disaster? Mm. Well, I am actually quite quite good with uh, all of that. Um, And a lot of people have been in, in... in the past, you know, uh, friends of friends of wives and ex-wives have been quite shocked when, you know, when my girls have said, oh, he did that or he built that. They go, you're having a laugh. You know, no, 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 he's, he's, quite, he's quite handy when he gets stuck in, you know. Um, so I have been handy. Um, what have I built? Yeah, I don't think I've been very handy in this house because when we when we moved into this house, it was such a mammoth mammoth task that we just had workmen all over it, and builders and carpenters and and um, what do they call them? The other thing, plasterers. Um, 
the what do they call proper carpenters? Chippies. No, oh, you mean, no, oh, you mean the like a proper? Yeah, what are they called? Ooh. Ooh. They call they've got a name like cabinet maker, but that's not it, is it? Uh no. Anyway, anyway, one of them. The, the ones that are actually proper and know how to the, make dovetail joints and all that. The artisans. That. Yeah, we're, 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 the place was full of them and plumbers and plasterers and God knows what. And so I don't know how involved I got in any of that. But in my last house, um, before we really had any, any money, I would build all sorts. I would rebuild. If the vacuum cleaner broke down, I would take it to bits and rebuild it, you know. In fact, we had a vacuum cleaner that I sprayed pink. Uh, I took it all back to its original sort of parts and <laughs> sprayed it pink with car paint. Um, and, um, you know, I built I built all the kitchen, you know, and put... Uh, I've still got a scar, actually, where I, where, where I nearly... I mean, a proper scar, where I damn nearly had the end off my finger um, with a really sharp knife, right. uh, whittling a bit of wood to go on the fridge because I was clad in the fridge in wood at the other house um, and nearly cut the end of my finger off. Um, I built some stairs in the other house. Um, I soundproofed soundproofed the doors i built a lot of stuff mm. i once had a great I, I put some shelves in ones in the other house um and i was in on my own and i and I, I i ran an electric drill through a water pipe and it just went i've done, I've done that <laughs> right and i had to hold it with my thumb but because it had gone in the copper and it was stuck out it was all sharp yeah. and jaggy so I'm holding. So I've got my thumb over this jaggy pipe, and all the blood's running <laughs> down my arm because it's going straight in my thumb, and I can't just can't quite reach the phone. <laughs> it's just too far away, and I was out, and everybody was out, and he, <laughs> I couldn't phone anyone. So what am I going to do if I take my thumb off here? I'm going to be underwater, even if I take it off just for long enough to pick the phone up. And I managed to improvise with a with a pair of mole grips that I could reach, and uh, I think I took one of my socks off. Uh, I took one of my socks off, wrapped it around the pipe, and fastened it on with mole grips for long enough to get to the phone. So, uh, what was the question? Did what? Did I have accidents, or what was the thing that no, went wrong? No, no. A any DIY projects that you've been particularly proud of, but then have you attempted oh, any projects of. that have turned into a bit of a disaster? Um, yeah, I was quite proud of the kitchen hmm. in the other in the other place, and I, I'm electrical, you know, because I did a degree in electrical engineering when I was young. So, you know, I've I've put a lot of light fittings hmm. in. Well, you do like a light fitting, do don't you? I love a light fitting. So I've put a lot of lights in. In fact, all of these lights that I'm looking up at now, I, I, I screwed on and connected up. Um, so I'm a bit electrical and I'm, I'm a bit handy. And I, I love being in, a, in an ironmonger's. That's a rare, oh, there's nothing a rare joy. And they're just not around anymore, We've got. A, there's a great one in Home Firth. Is oh. there? Brilliant one in Homefair. Oh, they've all gone down here. 
I knew a bloke in uh, Surbiton when I lived there, and he I think he was Italian, and he had a monster, um, a monster ironmongers with everything in it you could ever bloody imagine, and a lot of stuff you couldn't imagine. You could get anything in there. And blokes used to go in there and lean against the counter and have cups of tea. And he used to make tea. Um, so whenever you went in there, it'd be full of workmen leaning leaning on the counter, having having a, having a mug of tea with him. And I, I said to him, I think it was called Tony, I said to him one day, Tony, what do you think all the stock in this shop is worth? And he said, oh, I, I, he said, I added it up one day and I realised that if, if I had what it was worth and put it in the bank, I'd earn more in interest than I earned from running the shop. And I said, well, well, why do you do it then? He said, oh, it gets me out of the house, gets me away from the missus. And so he was running this shop not for profit but for sanctuary. <laughs> Uh, and I think it's probably probably a lot of people for whom that is true. Thanks, Justin. I hope that gives you a little bit of insight. Um, I had a black mini Moog, you know, but years ago I had a I had my own black mini Moog or Moog, which is a synthesizer, uh, which I stripped down myself and stained black and then lacquered. Um, so I used to do things mm. like that. What about models? Were you an airfix person? When I was really young, mm. yeah. Yeah, I used to love a bit of polystyrene cement and an airfix yeah. kit. I never progressed to the to the point where I'd remember to paint the pilot before putting <laughs> him in the... <laughs> and a load of monotone pilots. <laughs> he would always remain grey. Uh, the, 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 uh, the desire to glue the canopy on always exceeded yeah. the... Uh, the desire to, to do anything. And, uh, and, of course, it put all the transfers on and then think, oh, fuck, I haven't painted it. Now I've got to paint round them. And you'd have to paint round all the transfers. It looked look bloody awful when you'd finished. So, but, but yeah, I had, um, I had an English Electric Lightning. I loved them um, that I put together. And all the usual things, you know. Spitfires and Hurricanes, Lancasters. Gotta do yeah. it, haven't you? Yeah, you gotta yeah, do we it. All did it. I might have had an aircraft carrier. In fact, I had a Saturn V rocket, but I bought that for vibes. Right. But uh, I helped to um, put it yeah. together. Right. It was a train set present. Right. right. Okay. Um, I, I love this question. This is possibly my favourite question we've ever had on the Q and A, uh, and it's and it's from the incredibly named Cleopatra Headland. Now we don't know if that if if clear clear Patrick, if that's your name it's a brilliant name and the reason why um, it's also interesting to me is that she she puts down her her residence as Netherthong in Kirklees. Now Netherthong is a mile from where I live. Okay, mm. there's a um, there's a, a a great little um, sort of uh, restauranty place called the Cider Press. Very close to Netherthong. So, Cleopatra, if that is your, if that this, this question alone is worthy of me buying you a coffee. So, get in touch and I'll buy you a coffee at the Cider Press just for this question. If you indeed um, do live in Netherthong, Cleopatra can't be purple because I'd have her in my database and I would. Uh, well, I think her. yes. So it may oh, be a, a non de plume. We'll find out. It could be Cleopatra Headland. 
Good night. Wait for the question. <laughs> and it's not the question, it's the way it finishes. And it's only one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen words. Okay. Do you have hairy feet? Question mark. You seem like a man mm. with hairy feet. What you mean like the wolf man? And what with with claws I, as well. I, 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 I think read into it what you will. It isn't the question. Constantly. It's the fact of you seem like a man with hairy feet. As it's if hairy feet. there's a, something <laughs> as if walking around for those men that have hairy feet, those that don't. And it's fairly yeah. obvious to Cleopatra yeah. who they are. I wonder what makes her think of that. Think of me when she thinks of hairy feet. Well, um, it depends which bits of them. I think it's got to be the you top, know, hasn't it? I mean, you don't. Oh, yeah, they're not hairy on no, the bottom. No, they can't be hairy on the bottom. Or around the back. Um, if they were hairy on the bottom, you'd work on a scale electrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're a bit hairy on the top, tops of my toes, but then my fingers have got hairs on the sort of yeah. tops of my fingers. I suppose hairy hands and hairy well, feet might go together. It's all perfectly disgusting, but it's true. Yeah, I have got hair on my toes. But Christ, I am 65. <laughs> um, Has it changed But colour? I haven't got... <laughs> I don't know. Do you I could it? have a look. No, I don't think... I don't think... What is, I'm going to have to have a look now. <laughs> Just bear with. Oh, I'm talking rubbish. I haven't got hairy toes. Um... I have the toes of a newborn. <laughs> you just, just uh, reacquainted yourself with your own feet. <laughs> I haven't got hairy feet. Um, I've just discovered. Right. I, but I thought I had. <laughs> it's a great question. It's just a great question. <laughs> I think the implication that I might have hairy feet led me to believe I did have hairy right. feet, but... I've just taken my socks off and it is, in fact, not true. I, I'd got kind of visions. I'm not a very hairy person, really. I don't have a hairy chest or anything, right. you know. Or Thank God, you know, I always feel a bit sympathetic with these blokes who've got hairy shoulders and backs. Mm. and that, that must be a bit... I suppose it keeps you warm in the winter. I'd got visions of, you know, you know, carry on screaming. I'm sure there's a bit... Yeah, that's yeah. what I... That was it. That's what I saw. Yeah. Bernard Breslau with... <laughs> when they burst out of his yeah. shoes that was it wasn't it yeah and it burst it out yeah, yeah that's what i'd of got the shoe so and <laughs> the shoe shoe leather peeling up and the... so so carry on cleo and carry on screaming fantastic yeah well carry on cleo carry yes carry on cleo but no is the Who answer are you, are you um so so thanks for that um do you know what? I've got one more question. And what I was going to suggest was that we go with this last question, but we probably don't bother with diary for this week um, because we're already running in at quite a quite a decent length. So maybe miss diary for one week if it's allowed. And we'll go with we'll go with the final question in, instead, because this one could be a bit in depth. And of course, we've still got to come back to Jacob and the, and the naughtiest things that you've done. And we're down to about 17 on the list, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're desperately trying to get out I of that, aren't you? Why do I immediately think of sex and drugs with naughtiness? Because, you know, quite often people say that 
well, look at Teresa, you know, skipping in the wheat field, eating, you know, some people eating a chocolate bar yeah. is naughty, isn't it, for them? Um, well, it could be naughty in that Guy Ritchie sense, you know, a little bit naughty. Have you never robbed a sub post office, have you? Oh, um, not a sub post office, no. Oh, hang on. But I did have a, we did go through a phase. This, yeah, this was quite naughty in the, in the kind of sense of being a bit illegal and not very rock and roll because I was too young. But when I was at, um, when I was at Danum Grammar School for Boys in, uh, in the way back, in the way back, um, there was a guy, there was a guy, a kid called Martin Carrick. Now, where the hell is his name? I couldn't remember Gaylan Dorsey, and I've managed to remember Martin Carrick. Um, and he was a bit, what was the word? Let's let's say he was not someone naturally attuned to towing towing a line. Uh, he was a bit of a rebel, and he kind of slowly created this culture in our in our school of um kids nicking key rings in Woolworths and he used to nick key rings in Woolworths and then he used to come he'd got a massive key ring collection because he'd stolen them and he used to flash them around the school and everybody else used to think I'm gonna go and steal some of them and we, half of our year was were descending on Woolworths in Donny like locusts on a Saturday, and ripping all the key rings off, and that got out of hand, and then the police got involved, and and we were all, we were all marched down to the headmaster's office, and um, I then had to tell me mum and dad that I'd been shoplifting in Woolies, and oh that was. That wasn't very... They were so ashamed. Uh, and I was ashamed. And uh, that was a naughty that, thing, That was a naughty thing. The, the, the shoplifting phase. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the naughtiest thing. No, I wasn't but, suggesting but it, it was. was. It was It was out of order, mm. you know. But I've, I've done a lot of out of order stuff. Mm. But but not anymore. I'm I'm changed. Yes. That'll have to keep you going, Jacob. That might be the best we're going to get. Um, yeah. I, the, the, just just know that there are worse yes. things. But I, I, I'm not proud of them, and I'm not. Telling Stop you. the presses. There are worse things than nicking key rings from Woolworths. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Well, I mean, I've never robbed a post office. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sub or any other right okay so reese page from wolverhampton i've been robbed by the post office oh, on don't get me started i sent a parcel today anyway reese page <laughs> from wolverhampton hmm. hi steve i'm a long time fan my first ever gig was seeing you and the band on the brave tour when i was seven years old and i'm still wow. here now at 34 with ticket Tickets booked for later this year. Still recovering. <laughs> he's not been since he was seven, but anyway. Uh, and he's going to be taking his daughter, Ava, who is eight, for her first ever gig to Birmingham Symphony Hall. Nice. Wow. Anyway, 
On to his question. Shortly after you joined Marillion, you did an interview, I think with Kerrang, in which you listed the 10 best songs Marillion recorded with Fish. Didn't mm. I? And I've got a copy of this, so I can I can share this. I'm gonna, I'll share it with you on screen. Anyway, I was wondering if you still had the same top 10 as you did back then. And more importantly, with Cinderella Search being in your top 10, why has it never been played live uh, by the band with you? Because he'd look forward to hearing you smash out the end of that particular song. So if you give me a second, I think I've got, I think I found that list uh, today and I'll, uh, and I'll just whack it on screen. There we are, there it is. Hang on. Blimey. It's all happening in the moment here, folks. So I'm just sharing it sharing this with with H. So there we are. There's the there's the list. Can you see that? Yes. So for the record, because I've just realised that's not helping at all anybody who's mm. listening, uh, the top ten, as picked by H, were Warm Wet Circles, That Time of the Night, Heart of Lothian, Slange, Kaylee, Sugar Mice, Script, Incommunicado, Blind Curve, Cinderella Search, with Lavender Market Square Heroes and Garden Party bubbling under to make it to 13. Mm. So would that still be where we're at, or would you put other things in? Uh, probably would. I mean, I've... I don't think I've listened to any of them since. Um but I haven't listened to anything else we've done since either. I'd probably take script out and put a uh, garden party in because I really like um, I really like the lyric of garden party. Mm. I think that it, that might be his best lyric, personally for mm. me. I mean, who who can say? But that is a cracking lyric. Uh, I think anyone would be proud of having written that. Um, so I'd 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 probably take script out, which I find a little bit. Oh, I better be careful. Well, how about how um, about I say I find it a bit wordy, <laughs> and I and I, I think yeah, it's dated a little bit as well. And I'll yeah, say that. I mean, you know, we were all young. It was the eighties, and um, everybody was doing Woolworths I, over. I, I, <laughs> I think Derek could probably admit that it's not his finest lyric. But I think Garden Party's a great lyric, you know, that stood up and somebody could, someone could knock that out right now, you know, someone, Jarvis Cocker or someone from the Arctic Monkeys or somebody could could, mm. could write those words now and people would go, wow, they're great words. Because they mm. are. They're great words and they really capture... A certain strata of um, of English culture, you know, and they'll criticise it without going, "Isn't all this shit?" You know, they crit that it's a critique with the with the tongue in the cheek mm. as well, which is cool. So I I think it's a I think it's a cool song, uh, and I don't think I always did. I, it took me a while to really realise. You know, I think it's a much cooler lyric than it is. It's not the coolest piece of music, but it's a really cool lyric. Whereas, you know, Warm Wet Circles is a really cool piece of music mm. at that time of the night. Um, 
again, you know, there's some lovely imagery in warm wet circles. Um, but I, 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 I've got to an age where people singing about journalists and taking drugs is a bit, just seems a bit immature now to me and a bit tedious. But, you know, when I was 26, I wouldn't have thought no. that. And that's, you know, it's a product of, of, a, uh, of a person at a certain time in their life and in a certain situation. Um, so maybe I'll think the same about King or something like that in another 10 yeah. years' time. Well, yeah, because, in I mean, I suppose you're talking a lot of these things, what, mid-80s, aren't they? So 10 years on, you're looking at AOS, you know, and you go 10 years further down the line, so they're about a similar point in time to these are today, and you might well feel differently about them. I think it's, I think it's, um, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I'd say I, I, I would have moved script out and, uh, and absolutely moved Garden Party up. There's a bit of Garden Party that almost chimes a little bit with some of the things on Fear. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, you know, yeah. in terms of what's what's being said and and that that thing that we, you know, I mean, let's face it, we're still all talking about that older Etonian nonsense now. And I mean, Griefer, it's only this week that Gavin Williamson has decided that he wants to bring back Latin. Um, you know, so it's still all going round, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But then again, he's an he's an idiot. But um, oh, Kevin Andy, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to bring us. We got to build back better with Latin, aren't we? No, no, no doubt whatsoever. Right, uh, I'll stop sharing that. So the the last bit then of uh, Reese's question uh, was Cinderella Surge. It's on the list. He doesn't recall it being played. Mm. You singing it? Is it? Oh, I never sung it. I must have sung it in rehearsal and then and then not gone ahead and, and done it. And stuck it in a show. Maybe we've done it at an obscure Dutch fan club mm. gig or something like that. I bet we've done it. But but no, we've never really. It's never never, never made it on a tour it, list. Has thrown it? it regularly into a tour. No. no, no. And one final thing, we'll just finish with uh, Gabriella from Dortmund. Um, she uh, was just wondering um, if you're planning another H National Christmas show at St John's in Oxford uh, with a live stream, uh, and we can finish very quickly with that. Is there any kind of talk of a Christmas natural show with maybe a live stream? Yeah, I, th- I think I'll I'll try and do it again this year. I should have a bit of time. I mean, the, the Marillion tour will be done at the end of November, which gives me a, a couple of weeks to get my ducks in a row. I would love to. It's always... I mean, it was a really weird um, experience. But, of course, if I do it again this year, I'll be able to put people in the church yes. again. I'll probably still live stream it. But I'll have the best of both worlds then because I'll have people in the room. Because not having anyone in the room was just so bloody strange for me. Um, but uh, the, 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 the capacity to sell tickets to the world instead of just for those 300 people in the gig was beautiful, you know, and the... Con- the, the, the being conscious of so many people, you know, watching it in real time uh, was a was a. Re- I found it really emotional. I mean, I got over emotional for the whole show because it was an emotional thing. I I, I was very, very, although I was on my own, I was really aware of all the people down the camera lens, and uh, it was it messed with me 
throughout, you know, throughout the gig, which was weird. You know, you just thought the opposite. Cool. Yes, I'll do it again if I can. In fact, I must phone them up and find out. They usually make me book it at least a year in advance. Um, and I can't remember if I have. Uh, so I better email them and go, shit, I've I, <laughs> I can't remember whether they asked me. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it's nailed on. I'm sure it's already penciled in. <laughs> I've forgotten. I'm a cabbage. Right, well that's us for sixty-nine. Um, and as I say, no diary for the first time ever, no diary. But I think uh, I think it was worth it to get that question from Reese. Uh, are you going to do a Are you going to do a croon? Are you still going to do a croon? You could bash out a bit of Cinderella what, search, couldn't you? Oh, you, you knew I was going to say it. I you are you're out of order. You're out of order. Well, you could edit that out if you don't um, do it. <laughs> that's true. I have the power. That can all go, can't it? Let's let's see <laughs> what I can do. I'll just put it on social media. Um, <laughs> I'll just do Route Route sixty six again. I quite enjoyed yeah, that. I thought we could. <laughs> right. Well, that's us for sixty nine. We'll see everybody uh, next time. And uh, and and yeah. And and, uh, and and thanks for keeping it purple, folks. I should do a sham sixty nine. I'll do when the kids. Are- are united? Yeah, because you're not going to do Summer of '69 by six... Brian Adams, are you? Sh- sh- no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, can't. I haven't got the energy. No, and you and there isn't naturally a song about about, about kleptomania or nicking key rings from Woolworths either, is there? <sighs> no, but I, I could have written one. <laughs> well, you've got a couple of weeks. I might have something on the shelf. <laughs> do it over the do it over the guitar riff to cover my eyes. <laughs> Woolworths. Nothing rhymes with Woolworths. Title of the episode there. Nothing rhymes with Woolworths. <laughs> Should we go? Yes. Let let let's wonder if what did I nearly say? Oh, regarding the. Um, the Christmas thing. I had the. I had that. That dodgy strumpet. Nicole Miller was on the phone, um, talking to me about maybe you know why don't why don't you do a Christmas show that's just voice and string quartet? And I said I can't think of one good reason why a man wouldn't. Uh, so at some point that might happen. I don't think it'll be this year, but but possibly next year. Mm. That could be. That could be thing. a very beautiful thing. Hmm. Need a bit of rehearsing, yeah. but you know, you'd you'd have to be more disciplined than a normal eight show, wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. It could be nothing like an ordinary eight show because string players, particularly <laughs> classical string players, that they, they're not. I mean, you can improv, but you can't. You can't have four people improvising a quartet. I don't think, unless there is one out there somewhere, but I, I've no knowledge. I bet it'd be easy to spot if be- it were. <laughs> it'd be a bit ugly. Just a little bit. <laughs> My God, they're improving. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay then, we'll wrap it for 69. I will see you anon. Okay, we'll have a lovely barbecue. Oh, we'll do. I believe you're on I'm your on my way, way to, to a barbecue. barbecue. Yes, yes. 
So, well, it's only in the back garden, so I haven't got to go far. Oh, well, send my regards I will to do. father. I will do. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah. I'm still, I'm, I, yes, I'll go now. I'll go. Bye then. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> right. Here comes the crew cast. In this life, one thing counts In the bank, large amounts I'm afraid these don't grow on trees You've got to nick a keyring or two You've got to nick a keyring or two, boys You've got to nick a keyring or two Large amounts don't grow on trees Better nick a keyring or two And short said, question one, what's the naughtiest thing you've done? I gave it some thought and then kept dumb. Said I nicked a keyring or two. Sex and drugs is just no fun, better nick a keyring or two. In Woolworths, they're not there now. They went bankrupt I wonder why Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions If you enjoyed the podcast please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.